Thanks, Preston. Coach, just kind of get it out of the way. The reports are that Christian is doubtful for this week. Is that is he still day-to-day, or is he looking more and more likely not? Yeah, uh, it looks like oh, – that sounds weird. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it, it looks like uh, Christian probably won't play. Um, um, so we'll uh, um, you know we'll see 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 you know it's not uh, I wouldn't say that that's a hundred percent, but I would say that it looks like he's pretty much out for this week, and we'll see how it is next week. David Newton. Hey Matt, how does Jeremy uh, reacted to the what you guys have done as far as treatment to his knee? Like looked like he was doing better this week than he was last week. Yeah, he, 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 I mean, he practiced, um, he was a full participant in practice other than the reps. We limited the reps. I'm sorry, there's an audio thing here. It's glitching. So forgive me. But, um, so we limited, just limited his reps, but, uh, he was full speed while he was out there. So I expect him to be, uh, I expect him, you know, we have to see how he responds tomorrow, but if we played today, I would expect him to go play. Let's go to Joe person and then Scott Fowler. Hey, Matt, um, we were told or, or heard that Christian was getting a second opinion. Uh, any concern that this could be a season-ending situation? Um, I, I don't – I mean, I, I'm not anticipating that. I'm, I'm anticipating it um, um, from what I know being um, um, much more sort of day-to-day, week-by-week than that. Um, but, you know, that's those are doctors and they, you know, they um, – they have to do what's right, you know, what's right for him. And then Christian has to make the best decision for him. So I, uh, I have, I have not um, entertained that thought till you said it. Uh, Matt, two things, one real quick. Uh, can you tell us any more about what exactly is wrong with Christian's shoulder? Um, I, I I don't even know that I could begin to go into it. Uh, I think it's just uh, an AC, you know, um, AC joint issue in his shoulder. Um, you know, so it's a, I guess, just a separate separation of the. I'm sorry, guys. This, the volume here, the, the audio is terrible. Give me one second. Is that is that good? Can they hear me? Can you guys hear me? Yes. All right. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Just a AC um, issue. Um, much more beyond that. Um, I, I would. I leave up to him to talk about. Let's go to okay. I think, I think Sorry. I think, I think he had a second part of that question I didn't get to. I'm sorry because of the audio. Oh, no problem. Uh, I just wanted to ask you that the first Tampa Bay game seems a long time ago now. As you think back to that game, that was, that was one of the few you guys didn't finish in a one-possession uh, way. What – what are your main memories of that game? What went wrong? Yeah, we had uh, four turnovers. I think we had uh, nine penalties, nine negative plays on offense, and we had um, we gave up five sacks and twenty three pressures. <laughs> so I went through those numbers today. Like we did not control the line of scrimmage, um, and that was the first drive. We were driving the ball. We turned the ball over. Um, they scored. We went down. We turned the ball over deep in our own territory. They scored the next play. Went in at halftime down 21 nothing, and then crawled back. I mean, um, you know, fought back, got it to 21-14. Uh, they scored. We scored again to make it 24-17, so it was a one-possession game. Um, and then, you know, we onside kicked it instead of kicking it deep, and they scored. And then, you know, how exactly – and then it finished 31-17. They popped that long one at the end. But um, 
So, you know, there were a lot of things that we didn't do well, uh, especially up front protecting the quarterback and running the football. Coach Bowles' defense did a nice job that day. Um, you know, Brady had like 200 yards passing in the first half. I think we were better in the second half. But the main thing was is that, you know, we just we, – we, we beat ourselves with turnovers and uh, bad plays and um, just uh, – I think that game was a, a sort of an early turning point for us. We came back, and, and I think that since then, the guys have played much more cohesive, team-oriented football since then. All right. Sorry for cutting you off there, Scott. Let's go to Elena Gutzenberg and then Skylar Callahan. Um, Matt, a couple questions for you. First, I guess just getting Reggie back and now on the active roster, what is your expectation with not having Christian Sunday for what his role could be? Um. You know, I think that'll that'll come throughout the course of the week in the game planning. Um, you know, uh, Reggie's a good back. We were really excited about what he was doing before he got hurt. Um, you know, it's his first day back out there. My first time seeing him. I, I just walked off the field. I haven't seen the tape yet. So we'll have to see, you know, how he looked, how he responds tomorrow, and then, you know, determine what role uh, best fits him. Um, and then I know today was Justin's first day back out there, but – is your expectation that he may be available Sunday or is it kind of like you to see how the week goes? I think his is a little different just because it's a rib, you know? Um, so, you know, some of those, those ankle foot ones, you have to kind of see that they swell up. Not, I think his has just been, you know, once it's healed um, and he could handle the pain, he was out there today. He, you know, he wanted to, he wanted to make contact. He wanted to be physical. So um, I would anticipate him being available unless, you know, something changes dramatically. And then one last one, please. Sorry. Um, I guess if Russell, now that he, you know, he missed practice today, I know it's early in the week, but were you happy with how Dennis Daly played Sunday? And would your expectation be that he'd be the next guy up again if Russell came play? I, I thought that Dennis played uh, really well. You know, he had the ankle sprain. So um, I was, was not sure how much he'd do today. He went out there, he practiced the whole practice. So, um, you know, it'll just depend on his, his health. Um, you know, and how, how he feels as the week goes on. Hey, Matt, with AG now out, is Jermaine Carter a guy that you see that can maybe play both Sam and the Mike? And how did you feel like he played last week when he got a little bit more snaps under his belt? Yeah, I thought that Jermaine was um, was a, a real bright spot last week. Uh, played, played great as usual on special teams. Played well, um, you know, as the, the nickel Mike and as the, the Will and Sam and all the other different things we asked him to do. And I thought played well. So, you know, now we're getting chin back. That adds to the arsenal of guys. You know, we lost AG, who's a tremendous special teams player for us and plays really well at linebacker. I think Jermaine's role will continue to ascend as he continues to play well. All right, next question will go to Bill Voth, followed by Josh Klein. Hey, Matt, um, you've been pretty open this year when you've seen things that you've wanted to improve and then practice on, like third down defense, red zone offense. Um, do you look at third quarter offense now is something like that? And if so, how can you improve on something like that in practice? Um, it's a great question. It's been something that keeps, you know, if you, if you get a text from me at like two 30 in the morning, it's because I'm up thinking about that, um, how to, how to improve it. Um, you know, we, we went two two minute, two weeks ago, you know, we went no huddle, um, last week. Um, you know, we, we tried a couple different things. I just think really at the end of the day, we just have to kind of go out and execute. You know, I don't, I, I, you know, I think sometimes you start spending so much time thinking of things and trying new things. And it's just like, you know, we just got to go back and settle down and do what we do and just try to do it better. And so um, I'm hopeful this week that, uh, you know, we come out in the third quarter and we, 
look way more composed. We move the ball. Um, really, it's come down, kind of come down to some penalties on some drives that really hurt us. So I don't know if there's anything specifically in practice we can do um, that we haven't already tried. We've, we've tried having a little halftime and going back out there. I just think it's one of those things where, you know, everyone's just going to go out and have to go, go out and have to do their job with tremendous focus and uh, effort. And um, that, that, that will hopefully lead to, you know, more results. Uh, Matt, I know when when Derek Brown was drafted, you guys talked about how he was a, a complete player, not just a, a run stuffer, as kind of a lot of people talked about. How have you seen his pass rushing um, get better over the course of the season? And uh, and do you think he's improved as, as a run defender as well? I think he's improved in all areas, um, you know, especially for a rookie that's playing as many snaps as he has inside. <coughs> Excuse me, you know, um, he, he hasn't hit the proverbial, you know, rookie wall yet. He's, he's done a good job of fighting through it. Um, I think he's used his hands better. Hasn't been perfect all the time. I thought he came out of the Atlanta game and was way more resolute this week to use his hands. Um, um, he's pass rushed with, with more violence, more effort. Not that there was an effort before, but more movement. Um, I think he's improving as a pass rusher. Uh, I think one of the things is, you know, to we have to get people into a few more, you know, long yard situations and, and, uh, you know, hopefully behind at some point so that he's, you know, some of those guys were able to tee, really tee off as opposed to, you know, rush and have them, you know, get their hands up because the ball's out quickly. But I, I think he's improving. I think he's, uh, he's uh, going to be an outstanding player here for a long time. Let's go to Jonathan Alexander and then Phil Orban. Hey, Matt, uh, I want to ask you about another one of your players, um, Bravion Roy, he's playing a little bit more, not playing a lot, playing a little bit more, uh, probably because of Zach Curry's injury. What do you think about the way he's looked uh, recently? Just about the way he's looked. Um, I thought he played well last game. Um, you know, uh, we, we were in a lot of nickel and dime groupings uh, because of their offense. So, uh, but when he was out there, you know, the first drive, he snapped off a double team, made a nice tackle for loss. Um, you know, I think for, again, for another rookie, I think he's, um, he's doing some good things, um, um, you know, for his role. And, uh, you know, Zach's a guy that uh, as he gets healthier, um, you know, he, he, he provides us something as well. We've really been playing with 3D, 3D tackles and have an FA swing inside in the nickel. But uh, Ravion's played with good effort. Um, he's, uh, I, think, I think all of our guys came out of the Atlanta game up front knowing that, you know, we, we probably didn't play well enough up front as a front seven. So, I thought this week there was way more uh, focus on uh, being in our gaps, doing our jobs, and playing hard, and I thought you saw it this week. Hey, Matt, uh, to what extent is running back an instinctive position, and does Curtis's background as a running back in college let you do more things with him or treat him differently than kind of just as a wide receiver playing running back? Yeah, I mean, he, we play him at running back because he's a gifted running back. Um, you know, he's got tremendous vision. You know, the, the concept of instincts to me, like um, – I think a lot of it is, you know, just experience and, and, and visual, you know, the ability to see a lot. And uh, Curtis sees a lot. Um, he sees holes before they open. Uh, he has a great feel for, you know, when to press it, when to bounce it. And uh, um, it's a natural sort of tailback, you know, adding to the fact that things he can do down the field and you have a pretty complete player. And he's, he's so versatile that he allows you to um, – he allows you to uh, be creative with the, ways that you, with the ways that you use him. Let's go to David Newton and then Joe Person. Hey, man, I know we've asked and pass about DJ Moore a little bit, but 
it just seems like the last couple of weeks he's almost disappeared from the offense. Is there any one reason you can pinpoint from that? And is do you need to make an effort to get him more involved? Um, I'd I'd like to see him catch more balls. I don't know that we, um. You know, we have so many weapons. I don't. I don't think we go out any one week and say, "Hey, let's let's get this guy the ball. Let's get that guy the ball." Any, you know, anyone more than the other. Um, um, so I just think it's you know sometimes uh, things swing that way. Sometimes the defense is working to take somebody away, but um, you know, DJ's working hard and he's working hard to get open. So I'd love to see him catch more balls. And so um, I think we have to you know try to make sure that we're doing a good job. But at the end of the day, you know, the passing game is one that you know you don't. It's not like the run game where you just hand it to somebody. You know, you're the balls, the balls, you know, progressing through, uh, you know, him to him to him. And um, sometimes it just goes that way uh, for a little, a little stretch. So I have no doubt that uh, DJ will break out um, here soon and, and um, have a bunch of targets his way. Um, uh, I don't think, I think he's doing a good job fighting through it. Is separation a problem at all? Him just not getting enough separation? Other team using the top back or defensive back on him or anything like that? Uh, no, no, I think um, – I think, you know, he, he's, he, like I said, he's doing a good job. This, the ball hasn't gone his way. Uh, like I told you, you know, from last game, I mean, you know, Joe called a, a go ball to him. He said, alert the go ball to, 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 to DJ. It looked like we had it. And all of a sudden they ran to cover two on the snap. And Teddy had to progress off of it. So um, I just think, uh, I just think it's just, it's just one of those things that's happened. You know, now if it happens again this week, then there might be more to it. But I think we all know that the player that we have in DJ and, you know, I think last week, I think one of the first two or three throws, the ball went to him. You know, the week before against Atlanta, the first play of the game went to him. So, um, you know, we recognize what he can do and we want to get him involved. Hey, Matt, uh, is Christian's injury at all similar to uh, Kirkwood's? And then just wondered if there's any more you can say on Ian's status. Um, I'm not going to get into Christian's injury. Um, I'll let him talk about that. You know, that's you know just out of – out of the respect question, you know, out of respect for him and the things he, he said, he's wanted to kind of handle that. Um, you know, it is a shoulder, it's his AC. Um, I, I think uh, Kirkwood's is what clavicle, yeah, clavicle. So, um, and then um, with regard to second part of the question was what, Joe? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ian Thomas. Oh, yeah, he had a family uh, family issue that um, that he went home for today and tomorrow. All right, let's go to Josh Klein and then Elena Getzenberg. Matt, uh, the last time that Christian got hurt, um, he came came in front of the media and talked about how uh, he, you know, he he didn't want the team to kind of pack it in or or he wanted to make sure that they had the right attitude while he was gone. And you talked about, you know, getting a better team when he returned. Um, do you feel like this is the same type of situation or is this uh, – is this just less of a big deal than, than the earlier injury? I think anytime a guy's hurt, you know, it's a big deal. Um, no matter what their impact and role on the team is. Um, I think for us, you know, we've, we've, we've battled a lot, a lot of different injuries coming out of games this year. And um, we've just kind of, you know, every time it's happened, we've just, you know, moved forward, try to take care of the guy who's hurt and move forward with the other guys. And, um, you know, whether it was KK going down or, you know, Russell's gone down or, or Christian's gone down or Justin Burris went down, and, um, you know, just as those guys have gone down, the other guys have stepped up, stepped up. Yitor's gone down. Um, Johnny Miller, Curtis Samuel was down for a game. I mean, we've had a lot of guys go down for, you know, time. And I think the mentality that we're trying to build is, is that, 
you know, we move forward. It's what's next. Doesn't mean we don't love the guy that's hurt. Just means that, you know, the next guy steps up, it's his opportunity and um, we move forward. So I think that's the, you know, that's the approach the team takes. We all have a ton of faith in Mike, Reggie and Trenton and um, we're going to go play. And I just had one quick follow-up. When, when guys do go down, like Justin Burris went down, Sam Franklin comes in for, I think it was two, three games, plays basically all the reps. And now I assume if Justin stays healthy, Sam would go back to his, his role as a backup. Are these, for young players, like just these little tastes of playing time, how does that affect them and help them throughout, you know, their future and the rest of their career? Yeah, you know, I think for me, um, you know, we have young players, but um, I, I just I, – I don't dwell on what people have done in the past. I dwell on what they're doing right now. And so, to me, um, you know, I look at the practice tape every day. I look at the games and I see, you know, who's playing well, who's doing what, you know. So, while Sam might be young – you know, I see him get a sack. I see him make a uh, see him make a tackle for loss on a screen. I see him doing good things. Then I also see him doing things that aren't good. You know, and so um, we're just trying to coach him. But to your point, like when they have an opportunity to play, and all of a sudden they have a chance to step up. I, I think it's less for us and more for them. A lot of times we know, hey, this guy's going to be a good player. You know, uh, hey, Dennis Daly's going to be a heck of a left tackle. Sometimes the player might not know that because they haven't gotten out there. Once they finally get in there and they finally play. Um, they recognize it. And then, you know, what you end up having is you have a team with more and more and more experience. Uh, you have a chance to see what guys do when they get out there. Um, I think about like Stanley Thomas Oliver hadn't really played, had been inactive, was going to play on the special teams against Atlanta. And like all of a sudden, you know, whatever it is, play five, he's out there, you know, defending Julio Jones. And, you know, that week in practice, I said, what'd you learn? He said, you know, that, that you know, basically that, that, you know, it's a big deal, but I can do it, you know, and I said, yeah, you can do it. And you're going to play a long time. So I think for the young players, it's not the fact that they're young. It's just the fact that they're, they don't know that they can do it yet. And so, um, you know, whether they're, whether they've been playing here for, you know, 20 years or they're, you know, two days to me, it's all based upon uh, not just production, but, you know, how hard they play, do they do their job, are they making the plays that are supposed to come to them? Are they playing in our way? Um, and if they do that, they're, they're usually pretty successful. So I think a lot of our young players this year have stepped up and, um, and, and played successful football for us to a degree. Um, Matt, I was wondering, you know, you guys have only forced two punts in the last three games. I was curious, do you attribute that to not being able to get off the field on third down or, you know, giving up first downs on first and second? Or what do you attribute that to and how do you go about fixing that? Uh, we're not getting off the field on third down uh, nearly enough. Um, um, you know, the one thing we are doing is we're winning third downs in the red zone and holding people to field goals at times. And so we're getting off the field. We've had a couple in the red zone, you know, uh, fourth down stops, which doesn't obviously require a punt, but um, we have to win more. We have to win more third downs. And, and that's, a, as you said, you know, that can be first downs on first and second down. That can be big play, all those different things. What we're doing well is we're not, um, we're not giving up huge explosive plays and, and getting way behind. Um, we're keeping things in front of us. We're, we're, we're making people drive the field, you know, we'll get a stop and keep, you know, uh, get ourselves off the field uh, or hold them to a field goal uh, for us to move forward and to continue to grow on defense. We have to win on third down and we have to force some turnovers and um, you know, we haven't forced you know, enough turnovers. We got one last, last week at the last play of the first half. So it's not really even a turnover. It's just the end of the game. So uh, th those would be the two things on defense that I think, um, you know, if you want to take the next step, um, you have to you have to do those two things.
And guys, we have time for one more. So let's go to Chris Jenkins before we let Coach go. Hey, Coach, it's actually a two-part question. Uh, first is about the play calling. Can you say how much of it is the aggressive play calling that is? Can you say how much it is that goes into the flow of the game versus relying on some statistics from guys or from other people? In terms, of, you talk about in terms of like going, uh, going for it on fourth down or stuff like that. Yeah, the fourth down, the fake punt, and things like the onside kicks. How much of that goes into statistics versus just the feel of the game for you? I think it's all. I mean, I think it's all the feel of the game. I mean, the statistics can say go for it, but if you don't think you can get it, then it's a wasted play, right? And they might say, "Hey, don't go for it," and you, you know, you might say, "No, I have a great play." So. Um, you know, like that fourth and four, I said, I said to Joe, I said, what do you, you know, what, what do you got? He's like, I got it. I got it. I said, great, let's go. Let's do it. So, um, you know, the onside kick, we didn't get it, but we thought we had it. The, the, the punch fake, we, we thought we had it. The week before against Atlanta, we thought we had a fourth and one and fourth and two. So I think there's some base parameters like, hey, you know, fourth and two, fourth and one in this area, we're going to go for it most of the time. Fourth and three, fourth, and, you know, down inside the red zone where if, if we miss it, it gives them a long field, you know, depending on how we're playing. And then sometimes it's just this, the game, right? Fourth and 14 that we went for, that Teddy made that amazing play. Um, you know, you sit there and say, uh, you know, a lot, of teams, a lot of teams would probably punt that ball, but, you know, as I told our guys, we're here to win. So, I mean, that, that was our last chance to win the game. We, we did it and it almost worked out. So I think there's some statistical, analytical things that help, but you have to feel really good about the plays you're going to run in those situations before you do it. And the second part of it is the NFL is considering uh, changing the rules on fourth down because so many teams are converting on that. And there's talks about uh, letting teams start from their own 25. I'm sorry, yeah, from their own 25 uh, in lieu of an onside kick. Do you have any thoughts about that possible rule change that the NFL has been talking about? You know, I've, I've never heard that. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't even know, you know, I, I wouldn't even know, know what to say about it, to be quite honest with you. I mean, as just as a fan, not as a coach, but as a fan, I think anything that uh, brings more excitement to the game, I'm you know I'm always going to be interested in. But I I I just haven't heard that, so I don't know specifically like you know how I feel or anything like that. But uh, you know I always like you know I, I like exciting games. Jeremy, Joe Person, good to see you, man. See you too, Joe. How you doing? I'm good. I appreciate you. Just uh, kind of was hoping you could walk us through what was bothering you last week. I know you worked out before the game, and how hard was that to, to be on the sideline last week? Yeah, I had some uh, knee swelling. Uh, it just kind of built up. Uh, but, you know, it's obviously always hard to watch from the sideline. So, you know, that was difficult. But, you know, I'm working this week to just get back out there. Let's go to Josh Klein and then Sharon Thorsland. Jeremy, uh, obviously you guys have uh, played the uh, the Bucks before in week two. Um, how do you feel any different uh, now, you know, nine weeks into your career than you did when it was week two um, heading to Tampa to play Tom Brady? Yeah, I feel a lot different. Uh, like I've played, I played nine games now uh, opposed to – or eight games now opposed to just the one I played before. So. Um, you know, I've definitely learned a whole lot these past eight weeks. They they always use the term slow the game slowing down. Do you do you feel that? Yeah, I feel like the game has definitely slowed down. Yeah. 
Hey, Jeremy, I know that um, last week's game against the Saints, um, the Bucks didn't exactly impress on offense, but um, what does the addition of Antonio Brown bring to that offense? Just more versatility, more weapons, um, you know, more targets for Tom Brady to go to. Let's go to Elena Getzenberg and then Steve Reed. Hey, Jeremy, I was curious, you know, Matt had said that your knee injury might have been something that you had in college and all that. Can you take us through, you know, was that something that you had in college? And then was that, did that make it a little scarier to see swelling in your knee? No, it wasn't, you know, anything necessarily scary to me, really. Um, just something, you know, swelled up. I knew once the swelling went down, uh, that was going to be fine. So it just took a little bit longer than I expected it. Yeah, Jeremy, uh, just to follow up on Elena, is, is, was that something that, that, that happened in college? Um, um, this is like a reoccurring something that you had in college. And secondly, um, you know, a lot of people are talking about you being possibly, you know, defensive rookie of the year. Um, I just wonder if you could talk about your season, what you feel like you've done really well and uh, your chances of possibly winning that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's not, I don't think it's anything that's reoccurring or anything like that. Uh, it just has some swelling that came from Thursday night. So, um, you know, but the swelling has gone down. Um, I've been moving really well. So, and then as far as the, the defensive uh, rookie of the year stuff, um, you know, there's, there's a lot more to, you know, get, improve on uh, and get better on. So it's a long season, you know, ahead of us still. So, you know, yeah, I'm not satisfied with anything that I've already done. All right, let's go to David Newton, followed by Phil Orban. Hey, Jeremy, what was it like watching uh, the game last Sunday and, and seeing how it took multiple players to replace all you do? Uh, like, it's tough. It's tough watching from the sideline. I mean, that's that's the easiest way to put it. It's tough just to watch, um, you know, when you feel like you maybe can make a difference. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough just to watch and not be able to impact the game. Jeremy, to that point, though, we've heard guys say that they're able to maybe see the game with a different set of eyes from the sidelines if they're not in the game. Half a season in, were you able to take anything out of that game, being able to watch it kind of differently? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, you really see more of the tendencies and, and things like that when you're on the sideline and not actually on the field. So uh, it definitely gave me a different perspective, not just, you know, the, the football being on the field and tendency-wise, but also, um, you know, being, being able to play and not being able to play, uh, you know, makes, it, makes you just appreciate it so much more. All right, guys, we have time for two more. So let's go to Chris Jenkins and then finish with J Jason Brown. Jeremy, kind of building off earlier, talking about you're now halfway through your rookie season. What improvements are you most proud of so far with yourself this season? And then also in the same hand, could you talk about what you're going to focus on most for the second half of the season? Yeah, I would say my biggest uh, improvement is just my first step. Uh, if you look at earlier games, I'm kind of, uh, you know, moving around, just running around, kind of doing anything with my hair on fire. And, you know, I still take pride in playing that way, but just more effectively now and more efficient. So I think that's my biggest step and continue to work, build upon that moving forward. Hey, Jeremy, thanks for your time today. Jason Brown with Spectrum News One. Um, obviously, you and a lot of your fellow rookies in college don't have the opportunity to play a team twice in a season. So I'm curious as to what you, how much, I guess, from a preparation standpoint, what is different this time around? Because you actually you, you played this team once already. 
And so it's a different experience, I'm sure, than what you guys had collegiately. Yeah. I mean, we, we only played one team, you know, one time in college. So uh, now it's definitely different. I think when you play a team, you know, two times, it's kind of like a, like a revenge almost or, you know, so uh, you really actually get to know the people that you're playing against, you know, kind of what they like to do and, and things like that. So, um, you know, it's definitely different now that you play a team twice compared to back to college. Hey, Derek. Uh, I, it's Josh Klein. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Fantastic. Um, I, I know that you have um, a, uh, a charity event coming up. Um, what is it about giving back to your community that, that you like so much? And, uh, and what does this specific event uh, mean to you? Uh, you know, I think just growing up, my parents always, you know, I was always around people that gave, no matter how little or how much you had. I mean, I was always around those who were willing to give their last leg for others. So, I mean, I think that's kind of just why I try to do so much now. Um, you know, being involved in the community is a big thing for me because, I mean, that's something that, you know, reaches the kids that didn't have that opportunity. Man, my biggest thing is, you know, trying to reach out to kids. Um, we did, I did an event today. Um, wasn't able to make it, of course, but my team was able to put it on and we were able to get everything squared away. So that happened today. Well, it's still going on today from two to five. And uh, it was with the uh, veterans, all veterans, uh, Charlotte or wherever in North Carolina, just come and give out uh, gift bags of just different things and, you know, sit down and be able to feed them and, you know, just be able to do all these different things for them. Uh, you know, that's something that touches home to me because my dad was a vet um, that was airborne in the Army. Um, so, you know, just growing up and having that influence, you know, I know it's a lot of the kids out there and I know it's a lot of men and women that sacrifice their lives to go overseas and be able to fight and, you know, be able to keep us safe here at home. So, I mean, I try to do everything I can in that aspect to uh, put this event on today and um, along with the uh, along with the foundation I partnered with and Tyrone and his foundation um, you know it was a big thing for me to just get this off the ground today. Let's go to Steve Reed and then Mike Salarte. Thanks Derek uh, it's great stuff um, also I, I wonder if I could ask you a football question um, you guys are playing the Bucks uh, coming off maybe perhaps one of Tom Brady's worst games ever. Um, any any scare to that? Uh, mean, meaning that he's probably going to be, you know, plenty motivated. I guess this week. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we lost four games now. So I mean, if you don't think we're plenty motivated, then I mean, something's wrong with that. So I mean, you'd be pissed off all you want, but then they, you got two pissed off teams coming in ready to battle each other. Hey, Derek. Uh, Mike Solarte with Spectrum News One. When you look back at the first time you played these guys. And you, you look now ahead to the, you know, to the rematch as a, as a rookie, and I guess in your position, it's maybe even harder to tell, but is the game perhaps slowing down for you? It, you know, we asked Jeremy about that and he, he feels it is slowing down for him a little bit, but as a defensive lineman, is it, do, do you notice that it slows down or do you have to kind of, are you finding yourself picking things up a little bit more? I mean, where, where do you see your development so far? I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, it's part of the game. I mean, just like when you go from high school to college, it's a big jump in the game. So when you go from the – I mean, you go to the world's best football players playing in the league, I mean, you, you got to be able to process everything. You know, like we came in the season, we get to that preseason. So we were out, out there with all pro guys immediately. So, I mean, it was one of those things where, you know, you're looking across the field and you're like, wow, that's Tom Brady back there the first game. But then 
you know, now it's like, okay, well, now we now we know what we got to do. So, I mean, just, I mean, just take it and you go back and watch the first game, take all the negatives that happened from the first game and you try to implement them not to happen in this game. Let's go to Jonathan Alexander and then Sharon Thorsland. Hey, Derek. Uh, hope all is well, man. Um, just, I'm wondering from what you, uh, you know, knew about that first game, what was something that the Bucks did well that you think you all really, or, or that you all are focusing on um, to making sure you all improve on this game up here, right here? Uh, I mean, I just think, oh, they moved the ball on us, um, you know, through a lot of different ways. So, I mean, I thought, when we sat down and, you know, Coach Snow got the meet, the week started on Monday. And, um, you know, we just sat down and we talked about our keys. So, I mean, that's what we got to – we know our keys that we got to be able to handle and be able to stop. And, uh, you know, we got to do certain things to get better on defense. Uh, we got to do those things and implement them into this game. Derek, when you look at Tom Brady, I know he had a um, an off game by his standards for sure last week. But – is he still Tom Brady? And if so, what makes him so good? I mean, just his ability, his ability to be able to get the ball of his hand. Um, you know, he's he's a guy that's done this for a long time. You know, I, I, I grew up watching Tom Brady. So, I mean, he's been, a, he's been in the league way longer than I have. So, it's one of those things where you just got to just, you know, get over the shock factor that it's Tom Brady and you got to be able to do your job. Let's go to David Newton and then Josh Klein. Hey, Derek, good to see you today. I want to ask, you guys really seemed to shut down Brady in the second half of that second game. What was the difference? What did y'all learn in the first half about yourself or about what the Bucks were doing that enabled you to do that? No, we just got to do our job, uh, you know, thinking too much. And just we got to be able to sit We got to be able to do our job and just focus on what we got to do. Derek, um, I know when you came into the league, I think on draft night you said something about, you know, people view you as a run stuffer, but you don't view yourself that way. What what have maybe people missed about your pass rushing over the first nine games of the season? Uh, I mean, it's something I've had to learn. Uh, I've had to, you know, take that extra time and, you know, actually, you know, be able to break down film and be able to break down film, not just, you know, the run part of it, but also, you know, be able to determine the pass, the, the pass blocking. I mean, it's just a bunch of different things that go into that. I mean, Nobody can sit here and say, you know, nobody's on that Aaron Donald level first year they come into the league. So, I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, I hope to, you know, progress in. And I feel like I'm starting to progress a little bit. All right. Let's go to Joe Person before we wrap it up. Eric, in that Bucks game uh, Monday night, uh, of course, they fell into an early hole. It allowed the Saints to kind of go after Brady completely opposite of, of your first game against them where the Bucks jumped up early. How big would that be if you guys can get an early lead and maybe kind of go after Brady? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I don't even want to. I don't even want to think that way. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that you know. There's a lot of things that happened in that game that you know, just watching the film. I mean, it shows for itself. And uh, you know, I'm. I don't want to think that way because it's a lot different than they may seem that way. How nice would it be for you personally to uh, kind of make that first attack come against Tom Brady? Uh, it'd be nice. Um, we're going to try, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. All right. Actually, the last one, Elena, you can ask your question. I'm sorry, Derek. Um, I just had one quick one for you. I was wondering, you know, I remember the first two games of the year, you had told us you hadn't really felt like you were playing like yourself yet. When you go back now and watch like that Bucks game, you know, and you know how you're playing right now, like, is it, how much do you think you've grown like when you're watching that game back? 
think I've grown, but I don't think I'm there yet, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I watch a lot of tape and things, and I, I got a lot of flaws and on things that should be simplistic and more simplistic. And uh, when you take nine months off of football, eight, nine months off of football and actually hitting things and hitting people or hitting sleds, then it's hard to be able to just make those adjustments again in a few weeks. So, I mean, stands I'm still trying to improve on and just get my game back to where it is. All right, guys, we've got John Miller joining us. Um, don't have too much time with him, but he's here to answer questions you'll have for him. So please use the raise hand button if you have questions for him. With that said, um, if someone wants to speak up and start us off, the floor is open. Hey, John, uh, just looking back at the tape of week two, um, what did you see from the Bucks' interior uh, defensive line, and, and how do you guys, how do you think that you can do better this time? Uh, you know, this this time around, uh, looking at game two, looking back at, at, at the first game that we had, you know, it was a couple of things that they hit us with, a couple of line stunts, a uh, couple of three-man switches, a couple of pits and things like that. So uh, got to be ready for that. Hey, John. It's Joe Person. Good to see you, man. Quick question for you. Um, we usually ask this of the skill, skill position guys, but wonder kind of what – your thoughts are on the Joe Brady offense and his schemes and kind of the success he's able been able to have in his first season in the NFL. Uh man, playing as playing in the offense like this is uh is a sign, you know, um, different formations, you know, motions, shifts and things of that nature, presenting a different look uh for the defense. Uh and it's and it's a very multiple defense, I mean multiple offense, excuse me. Uh, you know, we line up in different formations, do different things, uh, dress it up, make it look different. So uh, it's been pretty exciting, man, and uh, been able to put some points on the board. And uh, unfortunately, we just haven't been able to put up enough. How did things change in those weeks that you guys did not have Christian and, and Joe was still, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you guys were still rolling pretty well? Uh, yeah, you know, not having Tutu out there, man, is uh, is definitely, you, you know, you, you want him out there because, I mean, obviously he's a great running back, but we had other guys step up. Uh, Mike D stepped up, Reggie Bonifant stepped up before he got hurt. Uh, you know, it's, it's the next man up mentality. Uh, but but of course we would we would like to have have Tutu out there. But uh, like I said, it's next man up, and uh, we just have to rally together. Let's go to Salarte and then Josh Klein. Thanks, Preston. Mike Salarte with Spectrum News One. On Monday, Coach Rule uh, said that he wants you guys to be. Maybe I guess a little bit mad uh, with you know, the, and he said he wanted to impart that message to you, and the players, and the coaches, and that sort of thing. Is that message received? Is it? I mean, how are you guys feeling? I mean, lot, losses don't make anybody happy, obviously, but has that kind of sparked maybe a little more, you know, a little more gas on the fire there? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the goal is to win games, uh, and obviously, when you don't do that, uh, everybody had to accept their responsibility in that, and uh, we just hold each other accountable. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, everybody come out there to work uh, on the practice field because that's where it starts. Uh, so everybody had that mindset, man. We just come out here each and every day uh, for practice, get better, get better, keep stacking days, put one foot in front of the other, and um, just go out there when it's game day, man. Just cut it loose, let it loose. Go out there and play free and uh, play together. It's powering that. John, uh, 
Coach Rule has said a couple times throughout the course of the season, learning how to play in, in Pat Myers' style of the offensive line, or, or I don't know whether it's a style or a system or, or just playing uh, the, the way that he wants you guys to play. What's different about um, Pat Meyer and the way that he coaches the offensive line? Uh, Pat, Pat Meyer is a real, really, really detailed uh, person. Uh, so the attention to details uh, is, is the most important thing. And uh, as far as from a technical standpoint, uh, you know, he want to – your eyes, your feet, your hands, everything got to be uh, on point. But, you know, when, it's, when it comes to, to passing, obviously we want to be aggressive, uh, start a fight uh, on, the, on the line of scrimmage as far as the quarterback. And uh, just being aggressive with our hands, being aggressive with our sets um, when, when we have a chance to. And uh, just, just uh, setting inside out on guys and, and just playing, uh, playing smart. Technically, how different is it from between multiple coaches? Like, do they have different ways that they want you to use your hands? Like, different offensive line coaches. Yeah, some some coaches want you to, you know, kick back vertical. Some some coaches want you to keep your hips square to the line of scrimmage, punch with both hands, and things of that nature.